millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Oh, yes, the American stylings of the legend John Phillips Sousa. Um, are you a big fan? I actually used to listen to him quite a bit when I was a teenager for some reason. I just thought it was so inspiring. But then I found out a lot about America that it was really disappointing. So, can't I can't say I'm much of a Sousa man. <laughs> Hey, you know, you don't hear a lot about him anymore. It's kind of like uh, Lucille Ball. She came back into the zeitgeist recently with that new movie uh, with Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. And you just didn't hear a lot about certain parts of the periods of time of history because they're just not as cool anymore. He does have that an instrument named after himself, right? Isn't there a sousaphone? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, sousaphone's kind of like a tuba and a baritone in between. More like a baritone, actually, as far as I remember. I was in band in middle school, and I played the French horn for a couple of years before Ooh. I got cool and switched to percussion, and then I felt cool. I was like, all right, now I'm cool, because percussion is for the cool dudes, and uh, you know, French horn is for words that uh, you grow out of and you realize you're immature or stupid at the time <laughs> when you say them. So, French anyway, horn. French horn, the sexier than the its cousin, the English horn, I would say, though. <laughs> I would agree. I love the French horn. Looking back now, I'm grateful I had the chance to play it. Anyways, you guys don't give a shit about that. This is the Prospect Power Half Hour. We are live. Plausible podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. It is a new year, a new opportunity. Me and Phil Goyette, we do it. Half hour or less. Get in, get out, get on with our lives. We jumped out a tad early, so uh, sorry about that. I realized my brother's flight was coming home today. I didn't realize that uh, until they texted me. Like, all right, we're getting ready to go. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I thought it was Thursday. Whoops. So, anyways, I've been out of it, I guess. Just hanging out with the girlfriend the last few days, and I don't pay attention to life as much. I got to work on that. Anywho, uh, it's a new year, and we still have no baseball. And I got to ask you this, Phil, because I've had 
I've had a few discussions recently with some of the big wigs of the fantasy baseball realm, or at least people in that excitement right now with the lockout. Like, you think it's going to end sooner than later? How's your vibe? No. Um, I do think it's going to end. I think we get a season. I wouldn't be surprised if it went like right to the wire or we have some kind of shortened spring training, but they start the regular season on time or something weird like that. Um, but I think they'll get, if not 162, close to 162 in this year. I think they'll make it happen. So but, do you think, oh. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not feeling great right now about baseball at all. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, I'm not feeling the excitement to talk about it because there's still so much left to be done, and I don't trust these two sides. And I, I got to give a shout-out to my guy, John Legiza, who is – known as MLB Moving Averages. He's a great guy. I love yeah. John. I love his show. Cork Stats. Very, very wise when it comes to the way of fantasy baseball. But he's been trying to give me a, a history lesson or a life lesson on how the media works. And I swear, I'm like, I know how the media works because I posted something by Jeff Passett a week ago that said, the two sides have no plans to meet and they're not any closer. And John's like, oh, this is just media hype, man. You're falling into the trap. He's just got to post something all the time and then this week, yesterday, or maybe it was today even, Passon posted that the two sides are going to meet for the first time this Thursday, and then John gave me even more shit for that. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to meet, and basically it's unilateral, though, right? The owners are just going to say, here's what we'll give you, uh, and I'm sure the players are going to walk at that point. Um, I don't know. I don't... Shocking. <laughs> Shocking! I wonder who you think has more urgency to get it done. Like, I think the owners can obviously have the security blanket of their money to be able to afford to miss the time. So then it's sort of like, who is the, who are the fans? Who's fandom going to pin it on if we miss half a season or something? And I think it's the players, unfortunately, right? Really? I think that's who fan, a lot of fans, maybe maybe sentiment has changed a lot in the last 20 or 25 years, but I don't know. A lot of people are quick to buy that. These guys are spoiled spoiled millionaires playing a game. They should just get out there and put the work in, you know? I think the, that was definitely the case back in the early days of our existence anyways, when we had the original strike and the lost 94 yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was a lot more blame about players because the messaging hadn't changed yet. But I think it's changed a lot over the last 25, 30 years. More people see the owners as scumbags too. I think they're all just scumbags in a, to a lot of people. But I think more so there's a lot of people who are pro player just because things have gone so backwards for the players with these minor league situations, particularly with our prospect people that yeah. we love to talk about here. You know what might be cool though is if uh, MLB does – drag its feet on getting the deal done we're still going to have college baseball which is an absolute blast to watch if you've never followed college baseball it's i mean you a lot of people follow college football college basketball college baseball is great all the big programs have teams and there's smaller programs that are cool that are only like successful in baseball that are fun to follow uh espn plays a ton of games if you get the espn plus subscription you can watch like all the games um so, you know, we'll have college baseball, we'll have the minor leagues, right? So the minor leagues won't be bound by the by the CBA. They will play. Minor leaguers can play. If it um, gets that far. If it gets that far. 
Um, we'll have baseball starting up in Korea and Japan uh, in China. Uh, China? Soon. Yeah, uh, Taiwan, but uh, sooner than later. So uh, those leagues actually start before MLB does usually. Uh, so there's going to be lots of baseball to watch still, and maybe it'll get people into seeing baseball elsewhere around the world outside of just the MLB context, which would That's be true. cool because there's a ton of great ball out there. Well, that did happen before with the KBO when we had the yeah. COVID season. The KBO became everything every day. I didn't get into it. I kind of actually found a lot of peace in my life. I went out and did other things, even though you weren't supposed to go anywhere. I went outside and I was in touch with nature more. It was a good time for me. It's cool. The KBO got more pub, and I'm all for that. I think yeah. Alex Fast really took advantage of that, too. So he was on ESPN more and more people. Even Jeff Erickson, a lot of cool people in fantasy baseball world got more time on ESPN because of yeah. that, too. yeah. So maybe maybe that'll be a good byproduct or benefit if they do drag their feet. I remember back in like 2006-ish, they started coming out with this college baseball video game. It was like MVP baseball, oh, yeah. but it was... Remember that? Yes, I do, yeah. I didn't play yeah, it much, but I know some people are were super into the game. I thought it was so cool. I just love radical new ideas like that because it seems... You know, I was looking back here, I was... On the break, I was playing some of my old retro games. I went into the mode the emulators I got. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, I haven't played this in a minute. I was playing Madden Die. John Madden died over the break as well. So yeah. I went back in time, and I was like, oh, man, Madden was huge for me, especially in the 90s. And when Madden 96 came out, that was a big one. And then when the PlayStation 1 came out, and then the first Madden edition came out, Madden 97, that was huge. I remember yeah. I was like, oh, my God, there's video, and it's him right there. The poly- was- you had the polygon guys who <laughs> touch the ball with their, like, the triangle yeah. hands. Oh, it, yeah. it, actually, it actually looked worse. They actually <laughs> made it look worse by 1999 for some reason. Because if you look at the 97 edition of the first Madden, the, the graphics actually don't look as triangly and polygonish. And for some reason, it got worse on the PS1. I'm not sure why that happened, but it's really bizarre. But at any rate, I... We had options. My point is we had options. We had You yeah. had Madden. You could also play Tecmo Super Bowl, which they were still making for Sega Genesis. They made 1, 2, and 3 up until 1996. Those were good games, too. And yeah, then you also tough. had a third one. There was another football game. that uh, The primetime, the, the original early days of Sega Sports was called primetime football. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, options. Joe Montana football before it. I was right, Tecmo. exactly. Tecmo Super Bowl guy, was that was my jam. I always play Tecmo. I played uh, the first week of the season with the Lions from Tecmo Super Bowl, the first one on Genesis, which would have been the 94 team. And uh, I just killed the Falcons, murdered them. Barry Sanders had like 230 yards. Total domination. Total domination. (laughs) Anyway, you're not here for Barry Sanders talk, although me and Phil could probably talk about Barry Sanders all day. I would. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking uh, I have a a Michigan-related lockout story that I'm thinking of now that we're talking about lockouts. Remember the uh, NHL got locked out. They actually didn't play a season. I can't remember. Mid-2000. 04, 05. Yeah. Yes. And um, some of the guys went and played for minor league teams. Uh, I'm just now recalling this. But if you remember Darian Hatcher, uh, Detroit native, played for the Dallas Stars. Well, North Stars and then the Dallas Stars. But then he eventually played for the Red Wings at the tail end of his career. He yeah. went and played for my hometown uh, Flint Generals for like a half a season that year. Um, you know, really? the Flint Generals are like they play at the IMA 
ice arena that sat about 700 people and you know just classic beer league basically <laughs> playing like beer league hockey for half a season so maybe that would be cool like you know some uh rando minor league teams get some major league players to cross the picket line and and come play for them or something that would be awesome well, we've already seen several signings, not of the biggest, biggest players, but there's been quite a few players who have signed over in Asia in the Japanese yeah. leagues and KBO to a lesser extent. So, um, you know, I can pull up a list of some of those players right now, but they, there is a thought that more players will do that if uh, they feel there's uncertainty that continues to brew. And I want oh. to clarify this, too. I'm in the minority. Everybody I talk to is being optimistic and thinks this deal will get done by the end of January, no later than February, and I guess I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. I just there's so much animosity here that I don't know that's going to just end like that. Yeah, I think they'll do with like a short and spring training or something, and maybe make that work. But I'm thinking now. Let's I can finally talk fantasy baseball relevant stuff here on the uncertainty thing uh, with uh, players going to Asia. We also have Asian players for our first year player drafts to consider. And I did see something on Twitter yesterday, maybe, that Seiya Suzuki, who is the big uh, Japanese posting, hasn't signed with anyone yet. And there's a chance he might just return uh, to the NPB, return to Japan this year to play this season, because there's so much uncertainty in the United States between uh, the MLB deal, MLBPA deal, um, and then also COVID. So he might take a a risk-averse approach, which might be smart for him. Uh, and stay in Japan another year and then and then get posted next year instead. Yeah, that's very, very possible. By the way, I was reading up on uh, today on CBSSports.com, the best free agent signings for every franchise. Because, you know, you got to fill the content when you don't have your baseball content in January. Yeah. Um, what was the Tigers' number one, by the way? Go Tigers. It's pretty obvious. Free agent signing? Uh, free agent only. Free agent signings only. The number one was what? Did they sign Miggy or did they trade for him? I don't know. Traded. Oh, Traded. yeah. I don't know. I'll give you yeah. a couple options. There's Tony Phillips, Daryl Evans, and Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. One of those three was oh, the number it has one. To be, it has to be Pudge, right? There it is. Yeah. Christian Crespo right on cue. Who knows his Tigers. He's worked for the Tigers, so he's cheating, by the way. But that's okay, Christian. Hey, Christian. What's up, man? Happy New Year. Daryl Evans, that's a good one. That was a great one. He hit 40 yeah. bombs for the Tigers easy. Came over from the Braves or the Giants. I'll have to double-check that, but either one of those. He played for both teams, and he was a – although he did make – it's not his fault. The 87 playoff series against the Twins. I believe it was game three. They come back to Detroit. They got to win this game to keep the series kind of on track. And Daryl Evans makes terrible blunder at third base – I don't know why he was playing third base at 41, 40. Yeah, right. It was, he was way too far gone. Sparky kind of, <laughs> ah, man, Tom Brookins. Where was Tom Brookins that day? Why was Daryl Evans playing? I mean, I guess they needed the offense. They felt desperate. I don't know. So. Hey, right. That was the number one. Uh, one of the best free agent signings ever for any team was the national signing of Max Scherzer in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Seven that years, 215. The Tigers the traded for him from Arizona. And then didn't sign him, re-sign him, right? Yes. Oof. Yep. Oof. I, he had, Max Scherzer had not been 
he got a late start to his career. Like he didn't mm-hmm. pile up a lot of innings. He didn't become a starter until later in his career too. So at 24, he had a very fresh arm. And mm-hmm. I was of the opinion at the time, and I knew the Tigers were falling apart. Their whole run was falling apart by 2014 that he wasn't going to resign. But I was wishing that they would because he was going to be worth the rare pitcher at his age who was going to be worth the whole contract. And he was. He just signed another mega deal with the Mets. It proves that whole deal was worth it. Yeah, definitely. They went and got Jordan Zimmerman instead, right? Ah! Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Jordan Zimmerman, no offense, but even you knew. You just, you know, you threw that no-hitter your last day with the Nationals after Steven Sousa made that miracle catch on the last day of the season, and then you signed with the Tigers, and it was already over anyways for the Tigers. Not your fault, Jordan Zimmerman. I don't blame you. No Tigers. Don't. Steven Sousa phone. Steven Sousa phone. Oh, my <laughs> God! It's a doozy. That is a doozy. What a perfect way to bring the show together. We didn't even plan that. That's amazing. Well done, Phil. Well done. Here, here. Woo! Wow. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. It was definitely worth the squeeze on the show. I can't believe we did the Sousa connection from the beginning to the end. That's fantastic. So uh, some of the guys that signed overseas recently, by the way, uh, they're they're not like your biggest Heavy hitters or studly players, but Rio Ruiz. Do you remember him, Rio Ruiz? Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be. He was a he was a hot prospect. I want to say he was a top one hundred prospect at one point. Um, and a nice all around player. He just the bat never came along to be uh, productive enough to let him stick in it, even in like the Baltimore lineup, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was. Yeah, he was part of that big trade with the Braves, I want to say, off the top yes. of my head. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's our, okay, that's him. Yep. He, I really thought he was going to be good. I thought that was a nice part of the deal, but uh, it didn't work out that way. So, yeah. Anyway, he's he's overseas now, so you can watch him play there if that's your thing. If you're getting baseball ill, he's going to be playing in uh, Nippon Professional Baseball, I believe. So, that'll be exciting. Cool. You, you prefer Nippon or the KBO? Uh, MPB. They, it's a oh. great it's it's fun to watch i mean they're both fun to watch uh the cpbl the chinese pro baseball league is fun too but they have a lot of good production value in the games uh when you check them out they've got some cool camera work um they have very good kind of like pitch tracks pitch fx that shows like pitch type and stuff as it as it's happening spin rates velocity nice. um they're they're cool. They're fun to watch. MPB can be a little more old school style of bunting uh, and uh, run production, old old school style. So um, never put your fi- don't have your fingers outward. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's always a lot of uh, pitching. Those leagues have a lot of talented pitchers. I think these like Ivan pitch- Nova. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nova went over. Uh, there's a lot of good Asian Asian pitchers. Um, to follow that we'll get to the we'll get to the bigs over here too often and be successful so go tigers yeah ivan nova former legendary tiger <laughs> and uh, don't forget yeah yeah well we we're really known as a white sock i would say pittsburgh pirates for a minute yasio puig went over there too so he's gonna be playing he's back in baseball good for him and then oh the one God. of the big surprises was uh i don't know if this deal got locked in though the gregory polanco was gonna go over and play there, which seemed like a career that wasn't over yeah. yet, but he just never... Gregory Polanco, man, how many people had him in Dynasty were expecting huge things, and he just yeah, did me. not... Me. Yeah? Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a killer speed-power combo. Yeah. 
just didn't quite click. But yeah, no, Polanco, man, he, he seemed great. Uh, who else did they have that I liked? Jose, uh, Jose Tabata. Do you remember him in the Pirates? <laughs> they had a lot of guys that didn't quite work out that seemed talented, but it didn't, didn't, just didn't happen. But you just gotta, you gotta keep throwing darts if you're playing in dynasty leagues. Just like even in, even in the bigs, those orgs have to keep trying. So keep throwing darts. If you're, if you got Rio Ruiz and you thought he was going to be the next big thing and he got moved on to the MPB, you got to move on yourself too. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, I want to give a shout out, by the way, to, one of my uh, favorite dudes. That's a uh, Robbie Baseball here from the Dingers podcast, and he got me into his league. This league is hardcore. Oh, uh, yes. we signed with the Yomiuri Giants. That's official. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Christian. That's a live chat. You guys could jump in anytime and give us information. Tell us what we got wrong, what we got right. If you have questions, commentary, you guys are always usually very active. Uh, we jumped on a little bit early today. Maybe we threw off the karma of our timing of our show. That's my fault. I got to pick up my brother at the airport right after this. So I'll take the blame for this if it's that's the reason why. But we love having you guys interaction on the show. So thank you, Christian, for doing that. By the way, so double, double shout out here. Christian has doing his own prospects videos with the Triple Play Fantasy Network, along with our other pal, our Detroit pal, Marty Tallman. So go check those out over on the Triple Play Podcast Network. Christian just started doing those. Uh, I like Christian a lot, and he's got a lot of experience with the Tigers. He knows prospects and Dynasty very, very well. So something you want to be involved in heavily. It's a good idea. Yeah, I like quick video uh, recaps of players, too. Those are excellent. Who the hell don't, all right? I mean, it's just like heaven to me. That's how I see it. Uh, Just like heaven. What's the best Cure song? (laughs) That might be it, actually. Um, Pretty good. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, either pictures of you or. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, like that's good. a good one. Fascination Street. Yes. No disintegration. Uh, I think that's my favorite. Well, I like a lot of Cure songs. I'm not gonna lie. So. Yeah, one of them. Uh, I can't remember which album, but. Uh, one album, so Robert Smith comes over to Ireland, I think just to visit somebody or something. Um, and, and he's walking around Ireland, and he goes to a town called Bray. Bray's in the county Wicklow, uh, which is just south of Dublin. And Bray, Bray itself is just kind of south of Dublin. Uh, and it's on the sea. Cool town. Sinead O'Connor had a big house there for a while, actually. Kind of an arty sort of vibe. Mountains nearby. <laughs> and uh, Robert Smith... I don't know which album they're recording, but he goes into um, stays in Bray and he finds this old graveyard uh, in an orchard nearby. And he starts wandering around and he says, you know what? I'm just going to stay here and record the album because I like the vibe so much. <laughs> really? So, yeah. So he was very um, uh, just uh, enamored with the place and uh, came out with, I think, now I'm going to have to look up which album he recorded here, but um Great band. The Cure is awesome. Really. Oh, yeah. The song great I was thinking of is Letter to... Great Jangle? Yeah, Great Jangle Pop group, really. <laughs> you know the Jangle Pop oh, style. Oh, man. <laughs> this Jangle Pop terminology is new to me over the last year. I learned about it, and yeah. everybody's using it, and now I'm familiar with it, but I was not familiar with it. But uh, I wouldn't know if I'd call them Jangle Pop because they're so... 
so interesting in other arenas like you know like i don't know gothic the, the goth dark mm-hmm. you know i'm depressed uh, i don't know emo even there's a lot of ways you can emo, go yeah, with the cure frankly yeah. yeah for sure but no that, that's true they're jangly as well and the song i was thinking of is letter to elise that's a, a deep cut on one of their albums that i love it's oh. a great song really well done uh, he's really sorry about whatever happened with elise and uh, that's okay uh so the shout out I was going to was Robbie from the Dingers podcast. So please check out the Dingers podcast. My Canadian pals, Robbie and Ty, they do it as well as anybody in the biz when it comes to Dynasty Talk. Their show is exclusively about Dynasty baseball, fantasy baseball. So please check out the Dingers pod. And uh, Robbie got me into uh, one of his leagues. This is hardcore. And I shared my roster with Phil. This so is got some work to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I got some work to do. It's it's, it's not great, uh, but I took over the Pirates. So you take over. It's a full-on 30 franchise league. It doesn't mean it's the Pirates of now. I'm just the Pirates technically yeah. in my division, but there's no other really Pirate players. I have Julio Rodriguez, which is exciting, so that's good. Yes, that's but, as good as it gets. That's about as good as it gets, <laughs> profit-wise. So, so then and you got to decide, the, 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 what's your window? Like... When is he up? He's probably oh. up this year and contributing next. So, like, really contributing next year, fantasy asset wise, 20, 30 bucks. Not this so. year. He's not contributing in 2022. No, he, he should, but I just don't know that you're going to want to bank on it because a lot of people were doing that with Kelnick last year and look what happened. So, uh, uh, if it's but gravy. Is it Rodriguez's bat more pro ready? I don't know, man. Everybody thought Kelnick's hit tool was great. And that uh, he also had a lot of power, and that he really looked MLB ready. I think so. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's it's maybe not even the bat being ready or not. It's just the, making the adjustments. I guess Julio hasn't really. He's been able to make adjustments at every level, no problem. I guess Kelnick sort of did too. But um, anyway, from a dynasty perspective, if he contributes for you this year, that's gravy. That's line. Lanyap, as the Cajun French cousins call it, the cream on top, the little extra. So I would think you build around next year. Okay. Mm. Oh, Lanyap, that sounds good. Lanyap. I do yep. love Cajun food, by the way. So that's the cream anything on Cajun. Top, the Lanyap. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so I think you're looking to your. I was trying to play Dynasty in two year windows anyway. So. Really. Like winning yeah. all the time in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christian says J-Rod was able to get the full season in the minors after COVID. That's correct. That's, that's an interesting that's point I didn't think of. So maybe that's part of why Kalnick had the hard time he had. Uh, so you've you've talked about this, Phil. You're very wise with the prospects. And by the way, you should be following Phil on Twitter at Phil Love Sports. If you're listening to the audio version of this, you're not seeing the screen where it's right in front of you. And I'm at MJ Govier. Hit us up with questions. You know, we asked last week to get the twits going. The twits? Yeah, darn it. Come on, Mike. The tweets going about prospect questions. Phil, did you get any or are we still a little dry on that front? Still a little dry, but oh, I had a couple people I wanted to bring up because I was working up some numbers before we went on with this run creation average statistic that I'm messing around with. And yes. uh, looking at AAA and looking at age 24 and under, and one of the hitters that came up on the top of the charts was Nick Plummer. So Nick Plummer, we got stumped <laughs> by Matt Williams on about a month ago. 
Uh, Plummer was signed as a minor league free agent by the Mets. Uh, so they went and gave him a gave him a contract as a major league contract, even though he was a minor league free agent. Uh, Plummer had a run creation average of 305 last year in AAA. Uh, so run creation average, just think of it just like batting average. But instead of batting average, it's encompassing all the offensive skills. So instead of just hitting for average, it's hitting for power, getting on base, stealing bases without getting caught stealing. But you can think of it just like just like batting average. So he was a 305 hitter. So a 300 hitter and above is very good. 325 and above is elite. So he had an excellent season last year. And that could be like a real savvy scoop from the Mets to make that move on him. Uh, but I had to laugh when I saw his name on the chart because we definitely got – or I know I got stumped by him, by Matt. So that was good. Yeah, that was fantastic. I love that. That's great. I'll still remember that on the show forever. But that means Nick Plummer should just always be a part of our little zeitgeist on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Follow us uh, the YouTube channel. We have really made another big push. We're all closing in on 180. We're almost to 200 subs now. So we made a nice push recently. I'm really, really I'm pleased with that. Thank you. Yeah. Woo! And check out. So, Phil, uh, what do you expect to do with this run creation stat? Are you still fine-tuning it? Or you don't want to share it with the world in a in a really specific way yet? Is it a teaser? No, it's ready to rock, I think. I just need to get some sheets out. But uh, for shout purposes, if you can follow, I, don't, I think you maybe had him on the show. Did you have Kyle Kyle of uh, Pitcher Digs? Yes, yes, of course, okay. yes. So, uh, fact- if you follow Kyle on Twitter, uh, I think it's, I'm looking up the handle now because I'm not positive, but I think it's at, at Pitcher Digs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle took the, the our run creation process and, and made some nice charts that you can play around with in the Google Data Studio. Uh, he shared them, uh, and he added his own kind of age adjustment. So it age, age weights the average. So if you're young for your level, your average will go up some. Um, it's and, at Diggs uh, Pitcher, by the way. At Diggs Pitcher. At Diggs Pitcher. So give Kyle a follow. Um, he has his own game score system for pitchers, which is great, great to follow. And it's also really easy to understand because it's rated on – a zero to 100 scale like Madden or, you know, like any kind of player rating that we're used to, like, you know, Barry Sanders is a 98 overall or whatever. So uh, the pitcher digs works that way. Um, and he has his own hits um, for, for hitters rating system that works the same way, but he threw together, he looked over the method and liked it and, and threw together some leaderboards, which are really cool to look at. So he's already got them up. You can check those out. I'll have a Google sheet up in the next week or so sharing it with people. Um, and then ideally I'll make it for minor leaguers, college players, major league players. What I like about it, it's the same system you can use across all different uh, levels of baseball. Hell yeah. Dude, great call. Thank you so much for this. This is what we do on the show. We try to give you guys new ideas, keep it real. Uh, as far as that league with Robbie and my Pirates, I'll talk more about that next week as well. Uh, we talked about Julio Rodriguez, but my pitching is a disaster. I'm inheriting an awful pitching lineup. And this is full contracts and everything. So it's very detailed with the money, the salaries, and okay. you got to do all this stuff. This is about as deep as it gets. And I'm really excited about that. We're waiting for the dispersal draft, which is the new owners will come in, which is about seven of us. And then we'll go from there. But some guys are automatically free agents. So we're not accessible to us. Yeah, so it goes. At any rate, I want to say uh, final word, Phil. Yeah. 
the next Al Avila is all I was going to say. We can live the dream. <laughs> Avila! Uh, I wanted to ask you real quick as we close out the show here. Thanks for joining us on this week's edition. We jumped out a bit early, so we jumped the gun on you guys. Sorry about that. Usually it's always at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays, but I got to go pick up my brother who's coming back from Cancun. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not like that at all. It's really boring. It's not like spring break. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but uh, Bob Saget passed away. Were you a Bob Saget yeah. fan? Do you have any final words? I was, yeah. Um, I was thinking of the film Dirty Work, which came out when we were in high school, and we thought was just absolutely hilarious, which he wrote alongside Norm MacDonald, who also passed this year. So, kind of, And he directed. Oh, and Farley was in the movie, who's dead. Um, and of everybody in the movie, Artie Lang's still alive, right, somehow? Whoa! Is that a tweet? Is that a meme? Have you because you could probably get some viral ground on that alone? That's a great point. Yeah, that was a hilarious movie. We love. I, I haven't probably seen it in twenty years, but uh, we watched the shit out of it back in high school. D- oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I love dirty work. It's one. Yeah. It. Note to self: Remember, no matter how bad life gets. There is always beer. <laughs> Directly from the film. There it is. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because I downloaded. It's weird that Bob Saget passed away. I just yeah. downloaded a ton of Dirty Work drops about two or three weeks ago. And I was thinking, oh, I love Dirty Work. And I need more Dirty Work drops. And I didn't have them. I was like, what am I doing here? So, Bob Saget, yeah. you're a good dude. We eat the pig and then together we burn. A bizarre Adam Sandler cameo in that movie as well, which is really yeah. funny. So good stuff. You know, it's we had. To, <sighs> I, told, I talked to my my daughters about it because they love the Fuller House remake. You know, the Full House remake. Now my kids watch it, and so we were talking about you know Bob Saget passed away, and then telling the story about you know when I was a kid, uh, you had to wait for the TV on Friday night to show the shows you wanted to watch. As they're sitting at breakfast watching on their tablet on demand and saying, shut up, Dad, I'm trying to watch this. So Yeah, we really got it bad. We got we got a raw deal, man. Jeez. Uh, well, hey, that's how it goes. At any rate. Yeah. Rest in power, Bob Saget. So there it is. This is another edition of the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for coming on and asking questions. Christian Crespo, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Phil of Sports on Twitter, P-H-I-L. Phil of Sports, MJ Govier, hit us up. Plus for Podcast, two L's, two Z's. We welcome all of you. We thank you. We love doing this show. It's a quick hitter. We get in, get out. We're doing it once a week. We're going full board. We're dedicating every week. A half hour of the week, we're always going to find time for you guys. So we appreciate it. In the interim, hit us up on these Twitter handles. Yeah. That's where we do most of our business. And make sure you ask the prospect questions. I know the lockout has a, a slowed down right now, but Phil is... He's foaming at the mouth to dive yeah. in on what's going on with your dynasty teams. That feels big into dynasty too. It's not just prospect driven. Of course, dynasty is prospect driven, but if you're winning, you're trying to win and sell your prospects for players that can help you now. Right, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. Bing, bing. Get those questions. Let's chat it up next time. By the way, and Phil was still able to do the show on a camera that is older than hell of a computer that is like 15 years old. So, well done to Phil. The fact that he looks this good and we can hear him this clearly, you guys have no idea how impressive this is today. So thank you to the old technology for getting you to the show. Yeah, I made it. Linux for the win. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Linux for the win, everybody. Hey, don't forget to play your sousaphone this week, and we'll see you guys next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Ta-ta. Our prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.